0: Hello, my name's James Pikeway and I'm the host of Creative Mornings right here in Dubai. I want to present to you our first Creative Mornings Dubai podcast. But before I do that, I want to let you know how Creative Mornings happens every month in Dubai, and it happens because of the generous support of the Creative Mornings community and some folks right here in Dubai. Without the support of HQ in New York City, without the support of Adobe, without the support of Mailchimp, and without the support of WordPress.com, Creative Mornings as a global entity would find it very difficult to exist. And for us... If we didn't have the support right here in Dubai of NEST, the cooperative working space found in the Trip Hotel in Barsha Heights, if we didn't have the cooperative support of Nexa, who helps us with our video, and if we didn't have the support of Inner Fight, who helps us with our photos, we wouldn't be able to make this all happen as well. Plus, of course, a merry band of volunteers who come together each month to really help get your creative mojo going. Well, in the month of August, we were very pleased to have Narmeen Nasser join us. Jiggy Dubai is what she's behind, an entire artistic community that has been brought together to bridge the artistic and commercial enterprises of thought. It's very cool, it's very interesting, and she has a fantastic story. Without further ado, Welcome to the first Creative Mornings Dubai podcast, Narmeen Nasser on community.
1: Thank you guys for having me and happy National Amirondi Women's Day. I see all the Amirondi women are missing today, but that's why. Um, So I'm here to share my story on how I'm trying to grow a community and grow myself through um, pursuing art and the creative sector. Now I'm gonna put this word poll up here and you guys have to give me an idea of what this is describing. What do you guys think is being described through all these words? Does it ring familiar to you? Yes. Just screw it out. No, no art. art. Sorry? No art.
2: This no art, art,
1: but is there something, is there a place stereotypical? To Dubai. Yeah. So, a lot of people here <laughs> relate these words to Dubai. Um, you'll hear it a lot in global media. You'll hear it a lot from disgruntled expats, um, people in bars who are just like, oh, Dubai so unauth- uh, unauthentic, so fake. But for me, someone who was born here and grew up here, this is like far from reality. For me, this is these are the words that I think of when I think of Dubai. You know, I think of innovation. I think of family, I think of collaboration. Love it, love it. Yeah, I grew up in love a melting pot. I grew up with, in my school, there were 96 nationalities. Um, that's, you know, you won't get that everywhere in the world. I, um, it, it's a land of opportunities. It's a land of hospitality. These are words that I associate with Dubai, and I'm going to share with you how I'm using my life here to kind of give back to the community. Um, this is my doorway, right? And I feel like I'm growing up with the city. You know, like I don't think a lot of people can say that you are actually growing up with a city. So when I was born, I feel like the buy was born as well. And then when I was growing and discovering myself, so was the When I was failing, so was the and now I'm learning and building and growing. And I feel like Dubai is the same. So For me, it really tears me up when people tell me that there's no soul in Dubai, there's no culture, there's no community, and I feel like that's a personal attack because the buildings don't make a city, the people do, and I'm from Dubai, and I have soul, and I have culture, so for me, I really believe that um, there is a lot of soul and culture, and within a melting pot you always will have. I have so many friends that I grew up with here and we're all doing really different entrepreneurial activities and they're all trying to give back or grow the economy in some way or grow the community or bring people together. For those of us who are so lucky to have families here and grow up with families here, um, we wanna provide that for people who are moving here and don't have that kind of support and network. And so it's just really about looking You know, you'll find a lot of people who come here and they hate it and it's because they haven't found their tribe. You know, they haven't found the people who love doing what they do and finding your tribe for me is something that I always tell people. People say, oh, I don't like it. There's nothing to do. I'm like, what do you do in your hometown? And what did you do to do that? Like, there are ways to go and find people who like doing what you do. For example, I'm going to give you a few examples of communities that I'm a big part of and I love being a part of them. They're both online and offline communities. I think a big difference between now and maybe 30 years ago is that communities only used to be local. Whereas now because of the internet, com- communities can be global. You can be a global like Creative Mornings, for example. We're part of a global creative community. So, here are a few communities that I um Love and share creative bunch Woo. yeah <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of creative so creative bunch is a group um, started by deborah she gave the first creative mornings right in
2: not
1: the dubai first. not the first yes. but she gave one of them in that yes. and it um combines all like the innovators strategists product designers um design thinkers of dubai and we collaborate through whatsapp and create events together Uh, Female Fusion is a Facebook group that has about 3,000 female entrepreneurs in it and we share resources online, you know, does anybody know a good printer, does anybody know a good uh, logistics company, does anybody know a good lawyer and we, um, it's just a bunch of entrepreneurial women in UAE sharing resources and that's a big part of, I love sharing and I love collaborating there. Uh, Dubai gardening group. I grow about 25 vegetables in Dubai um, in this desert and so we are a huge community on Facebook and we talk about gardening. Dubai Daily Fitness, guys, anybody knows about Dubai Daily Fitness here? It's also a big community that offers free fitness classes five days a week by expats and by locals. So a lot of people moving to Dubai who are new to Dubai, they can go enjoy Dubai Daily Fitness and meet like-minded fitness enthusiasts and just go work out with them. So anybody, if you're into yoga or if you're into paddleboarding, you can just go and say, I want to teach, and they will take you on board. So you're, it's kind of fitness lovers, helping fitness lovers and doing events through that. Meet in Arabia, House of Om, Art and Sketchers is a global sketching group. So every city has an urban sketchers. Everybody can go and meet up in a different venue once a week and just sketch in your coffee shop or sketch in your building. Artist portfolio upload is one of my Facebook groups and it's basically artists from around the world upload their portfolios so uh, we can showcase to buyers in the Middle East. Um, So that has about 500 artists. Spinky Collective. I'm sure most of you know. Uh, Thirty thousand members who all love cats and want to save (laughs) cats. And um, yeah, so many groups here. And really, like you guys can go on Meetup. You guys can go on Facebook. You guys can go on Instagram. There's so many ways to find your tribe in anywhere, not just. Um. So for me. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I've never met somebody who's, you know, you ask, what do you wanna be when you're older? And they're like, oh, I think I'll be a community leader. You know, that's not something that people say they want to be. People wanna be leaders. Um, You get a lot of leaders from countries, but community leaders, people working there, this normally happens accidentally. And for me, like James was saying earlier, it was very accidental. I was pursuing medicine and international development, and I was, took a very unconventional path to get here and most community leaders do. And a lot of the groups I mentioned in the previous um, slide, they're all community builders. A lot of the founders of these groups are my friends and nobody knew they were going to do this and nobody knew they were going to create communities of 20,000, 30,000, 5,000 people. It's just something that happens. Um, yeah. So my journey as a community leader, um, I'll give you a little bit about myself. I'm from Bangladesh and Bangladeshis in general are very communal, uh, well, community oriented, you know, growing up here on long weekends would be like 20, 30 cars going to Fajera or a lane for a um, barbecue. Over Eve would meet over like a hundred families over the span of three days. It's very, you know, Asian countries in the Middle East, were generally, normally very community oriented. So a lot of us have it in our blood to be hospitable and to spread the love and to feed people We love feeding people. <laughs> um, so I grew up with a huge community here. I have a lot of family here, a lot of long weekends with so many family um, families. Um, in university too, I was doing a very intensive program. I was studying medicine and minoring in psychology, but I loved—I was obsessed with taking part and volunteer student
2: organizations.
1: So I was a peer health educator. I was um, the outgoing exchange manager for ISEC. It's the world's largest student organization. I, um, you know, I used to run massive science balls, masquerade balls. Uh, I would mentor uh, off campus students and my friends thought I was crazy because um, it was a really intensive program but I was spending all this spare time working in student clubs and I just I loved that was my first time actually meeting people like myself who love just volunteering for something that was bigger than them I'm creating hope and creating community and then even, so for my master's degree, I went to study, after studying medicine, I went and studied global health and development in in Australia. And that was kind of an intersection between public health and international development. So I wanted to keep my health background, but I also wanted to create impacts globally. So then I combined the two, went to Australia for this master's program. And I actually, my most of my program was about community building. Most of the impact that you can do around the world is through community. So I actually studied it, and when I was told this talk was going to be on community, I just wanted to come and share all these all the research I did. But then I'm not going to say that. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> talk about. What are been doing in Dubai? Um, oh wow! Right. So I'll tell you about how it started. I joined a group. Um, in 2016 summer I joined a group of people who wanted to create an illustrated book on amazing travelers around the world. So there were going to be writers and I was going to be one of the artists on that project where I would write about I would draw the, these amazing nomads and changemakers that, that are around the world and we were um, it was a small group, and then we kept speaking to people about the project, and more and more people wanted to get involved. Changemakers wanted to get involved. Changemakers are anybody creating social impact. Um, artists wanted to get involved, involved. Writers wanted to get involved. And we saw that within four weeks, uh, we had spoken to quite a large number of people who so were like, you know what? Let's all meet for an FDR. This is Ramadan 2016. Let's all meet. We were about 40 people. Let's just have a discussion on this. Um, so four weeks later, A hundred people showed up to our event when we booked tables for 40 people, and we don't know how that happened because we didn't have a website, we didn't have anything, but we realized people just liked the cause and people just wanted to be part of something that was inspiring. Um, And that really gave us this big push to continue what we were doing and create this kind of artistic collaborative project. So we kept on working on it. Our, Our group expanded and reduced in size. Getting bigger and smaller, meeting a lot of artists on the way, writers on the way, and then three months later, we held a launch event for our project. And 500 people showed up. We booked an event for 250 people, so we realized that what we were planning was really, um, you know, it was people were being inspired by and people wanted to be part of that project, and this. Was really inspiring for us as well knowing that we're giving um we're providing some kind of impact so instead of just being a book we turned it into a project where uh, we would take artists match them up with change makers for young people creating innovative social impact projects we matched the two and the artists create artwork inspired by that story so when we would sell that art they would be giving it would be empowering those artists, but it would also give a percentage to those initiatives. So we're, we're using art to tell the story of impact. So, you know, you have all these articles that talk about social impact changemakers, makers, but when you can produce art, it's, it's everlasting. It's a story that sticks. And it was so nice to have, I was already, I was also an artist before um, I joined this project. So it was so nice to see all my artist friends kind of be driven by something and know that you know every artist wants to have some kind of impact or tell some kind of story through their art if they're actually being able to create some kind of help for our communities it was we saw a big drive like every day I must have been receiving maybe 20 or 30 emails from artists globally and um, Within six months, we grew, we had a database of about 90 artists and about 30 changemakers, locally. And then, um, we, to build our community in the vine, we were holding a lot of uh, community art events. We'd get people in a room, and just, people who've never held a paintbrush, would be like, just paint. Just paint your idea of love, paint your idea of home, and you'd get them to come and meet and showcase art in a very grassroots kind of recycled fashion on these palettes, and um, we would have a lot of fun hosting these events. Uh, we, were whole, we were working with a lot of um, charities here, so Divide Pairs, Emirates Red Crescent. Um, oh <laughs> Uh, we were raised funds for Somalia, we raised funds for our schools in 122 countries and this was all through art. So we've giving artists here and we have a huge community of local artists um, that like a bridge for them to create impact through their art. So and then we were mentoring a lot of students, we worked with KHTA and um, they have an entrepreneurship, social entrepreneurship program, so we were able to go in and mentor a lot of students across the UAE on social entrepreneurship and how you can create, create impact through community. Um, a lot of parties that were really well attended. Uh, we weren't funded, this was a completely self funded project, but it kept us going knowing that we put all our savings into it, and it kept us knowing, going knowing that there was a lot of um, interest in what we were doing um so i'll give you an example of some of the artwork that was created uh we ended up creating about 400 artwork over a year so we there's a lady in africa who's uh, in order to tackle unemployment she's gone and started a yoga training center where she teaches young people how to train yoga and though now those young people are feeding their families, and um, it's now become an organization that's serving the whole of Africa, where she's giving youth employment opportunities. So we got a lot of our artists and friends to connect with her, and she came up with this really cool artwork, which we put on tote bags and T-shirts and mugs, and we could buy it and give back to that organization as well as give back to the artist. Um, so, uh, there's another girl in the UK. She started this organization called Health Point Foundation. And um, what it does was, it was the only health facility serving the tens and thousands of refugees that were landing in Lesbos every day. So, it provided dental, mental, and medical health services for free through volunteers. And we connected her with an architect who lives in Dubai, who's also an illustrator and they started talking and we always encourage the artist and the changemaker to talk. And it turned out they went to the same university in UK, had the same professor, stayed in the same dorm. So then the artist, he quit his job here and turned into a changemaker and started his own story. So for us, this was really inspiring knowing that these connections that we were creating by connecting these artists to all these changemakers, they were actually sparking artists to go and do more and even the changemakers and we'd see like I would I would connect them on Facebook and I'd connect them on email and I'd see them chatting and I'd see all these artists become ambassadors for all these projects worldwide. And it's so I mean from my side it didn't take that much. It was just one connection. But now knowing that you're creating ambassadors for these people who are spending so much time on their project that they can't market it, you know, because you like an entrepreneur, you're too busy with the operations and all these artists are now being their marketing ambassadors, it was amazing. So we had like Indian artists um, work with Peruvian changemakers. We had Brazilian artists work with Australian changemakers. It was amazing. We were creating all these connections, this global connection of artists and changemakers. So this was a really cool story, how they end up being from the same place, and then one inspired the other to just go and create impact. And um, this is based on the same. Girl, this was done by an illustrator in Bangladesh who read a lot. She really went into the into details and find out find out about her childhood and the struggles she went through to create her own foundation. And she created this piece. And for us, when the change maker cries when they see artwork, like that was so emotional for us. And then, um, for this artist, uh, right before our first event. I found him on Instagram, and it was, it was creating really peculiar art, I guess you would say. And I called him and I said, oh, we're doing this art and social impact project. We're having our first like
0: meetup. Do you wanna come? And he's like, no, I'm not an artist.
1: Like, I was like, just come, it doesn't matter. Just come and learn about our creative project. And he came, and then we convinced him that, no, you have to start painting. You have to start connecting with our paint makers. Just start creating. You don't have to believe you're an artist, but you can create something. And he got so inspired that um, he would travel to Iraq and Afghanistan and start holding community art workshops with like kids on the streets uh, because he was inspired by creation and working in communities to create art. So we had it was a really inspiring time for us with zero money, nothing going into our wallets but um, we were able to inspire a lot of people to do something bigger than what they were originally doing. Um, so one of our one of our fundraisers, our first one where we worked with Divide Cares, we connected <coughs> all the artists had to submit artwork based on female education, female empowerment. And one of our artists here, she picks, and they have to pick a specific country that Divide Cares has a, um, a school program in. She picked Afghanistan, and she created this piece that looks like a carpet, like a, a traditional Afghan carpet. But you can see the the art, the artwork on the side are like the women in their abayas, the the work and then the girls with the skateboards, because there's an NGO there that gives girls skateboards so they can get to school faster without getting you know. So, this was really cool. You could see that the artists really felt the projects we were giving them were really impacted by it and were delivering artwork with a lot of, with a big social message behind it. So, this was our um, philosophy. We would connect artists to social impact initiatives. We would create artwork highlighting these causes. We would showcase the artwork through our website. We would partner with organizations and we would empower everyone. We would empower the world. That was our dream.
2: Um, um
1: okay. sadly, <laughs> it ended quite badly, um, you know, the way it turns out, I was suddenly, the project was suddenly removed from me and, um, um, yeah, I was in, I was suddenly not a part of it. There was a lot of betrayal and a lot of hurt and a, a lot of loss, something I worked on for over. A year and a half, and suddenly taken, and um, I, started, right? I had to start. I had to So this is something that you know I've been reading a lot of stories about people who this has happened to, where they've gone, you know, built something and it just vanished. And um, so this is a quote that I relate to a lot. Um, so I started again i started last october and i knew I, I had my community of artists i knew i had the relationships i built and uh, but this time i didn't just want to do it for artists here i had already built a good strong network of artists and um, over here i wanted to do it for all the other creatives who didn't have that kind of platform so you know whether you talk about filmmakers or graphic designers or photographers um digital artists sculptors sculptors and So I started the YGB as a platform for creatives um, to meet, discuss, collaborate. And so this event I held three months after I lost my previous project. I I brought in about um, 23 artists, about um, 15 filmmakers. I brought in authors, writers, poets. And the thing is, because of my previous project, I was constantly meeting creatives. People who wanted to get involved somehow, but they weren't visual artists. They were, they were creative makers, um, and they wanted to get involved. And I didn't know how to integrate them. But I realized they didn't have each other. They didn't have the kind of, the way artists support each other here, visual artists. They didn't kind of have that. So I would meet a filmmaker, and they would work on a documentary, and I'm like, oh my god, I know others. I know six other documentary filmmakers here, but they had no idea that that community existed. So my first event after starting the was kind of a platform to get different creatives to meet and collaborate. So I held a panel um, with filmmakers, and I had so many filmmakers in the audience who were students or who were just learning, and it was so nice to have this back-and-forth Q&A, which wasn't available anymore, and that's that's what you get out of community. You know, that's that kind of collaboration. <laughs> when you don't feel a sense of community, you're always working in competition with each other. And collaboration is always better than competition. So it was a really successful event, and we had a huge turnout. It It was held here; my first event was held here. Uh, We had all the artwork that you see outside. We um, the exhibition was themed around innovation and community, which was so apt for this talk. Actually, so if you go outside and have a look at all the artwork, it's still up there. All the artists have based their work on how innovation and community. Interesting. So, um, I now work with 500 artists regionally. Um, My plan is to build a really strong community here um, and empower these artists and creatives because what's happening now is the government and the private sector here, they are spending a lot on art, um, but they are importing it. So because that network doesn't exist here, that platform doesn't exist where, you know, somebody could be the point of contact for all the artists and the creatives they're going overseas and they're taking the art consultants are bringing in artists from overseas and that's such a shame because we have such an amazing diverse talented community of creatives in the region so um yeah that's the plan with Dubai GD and that's in golf um Dubai GD is like the blog platform anybody I have a lot of student contributors who go in there and just talk about Dubai and talk about their communities and talk about entrepreneurship, anybody can contribute. And then Nest uh, Engulf Art is the art platform where visual artists, street artists, muralists can um, be contacted by representatives and corporate um, art buyers can now empower local artists instead of importing art from overseas. Um, So that's the plan. I want to build the partnership. So I'm gonna make my community even larger. Um, I do think I've grown quite fast in the last six months that I've been active. Um, And it's because of partnering with people like, with companies like Nest, who who gave me that opportunity to showcase my, the artwork by local artists and showcase um, the creatives of the city. Um, You know, ideally, in order to create uh, thriving grassroots, art community you do need some kind of a fund to support you so uh, that's why I want to work with more and more partners and build this fund to help support events help support um, art spaces uh, permanent art spaces Um, I want to so so what I'm what I've done for artists I want to build those communities for all the different creative sectors here the writers the authors the poets the filmmakers the designers the photographers um, For me, community building, infras- building infrastructure should take art into consideration. Should take local artists into consideration. For me, I really want to integrate, um, you know, governmental community building with local art, and that's something I am working on right now. And of course, building the global network of artists creating impact. So I haven't stopped connecting Artists with social impact initiatives. Uh, a lot of artists still reach out to me and say, Oh my god, we were so inspired. Um, is there anybody else? I was like, Yeah, there's never not anybody else. Like, I can connect you with so many people. So, that's definitely, I want that to go local. Um, creative placemaking is basically um, what I mentioned on how nations can use the local art and culture local art and culture community to create communal spaces uh, which is like what i love doing and what i want to um, expand and divide Um, i want to create affordable creative districts artists here have a really hard time getting exposure because um, galleries um, tend to charge quite a high price for showcasing your artwork it's very rare that you will get like spaces like um, the wall outside where artists don't have to pay to showcase their work. It's usually quite expensive to um, expose your work at no. an art fair or at an art gallery. So having creative um, districts here where artists can affordably showcase their work and showcase it to uh, buyers is something that I would want to create that time for. Um, create more and more entrepreneurs So the VJP hosts a lot of entrepreneurship workshops for creatives in the region because um, as an artist myself, no, artists have a really hard time selling their work. They just want to create their artwork. Um, Nobody wants to get into sales and marketing, but really you have to start thinking of yourself as an entrepreneur and then go out there and sell yourself. So I do a lot of these kind of, I work with trainers and different companies to come and train my team of artists on, it could be like VAT training, it could be HR, it could be accounting, little things like that. And then artists design community spaces, public parks that showcase art, public community spaces. And of course, oh my God, the list goes on. I can give you a whole list on what I would like to do eventually. So art galleries, affordable housing. Like, I know everybody needs affordable housing, but artists over here, how can you be an artist and then pay the insane rent? Like it's so, licensing like there's a lot that needs to be worked on and really we can only do it together through community and our community is building so i, I do have a lot of hope. and yeah so i went through a tough time last year but because of places like nest because of my artist community and because of my family i was able to get out of it and to start from scratch and build support is really important um, so find your community and support them and thank you
0: that's me. <laughs> we always love to have questions. Uh, please. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta speak loud. No, yeah, no, it's fine, I'm very loud. <laughs> so, um, so it's difficult to be an artist, and it's yeah. difficult to live in Dubai and not have a constant income. Do most of the artists that you work with have like a side job or are they full-time artists?
1: Have a okay. I have, a, have a have a have a Yeah, and yeah, mean, being an artist but. is their side time
0: I see. Okay.
1: But um, if you don't grow this yeah. art community, if there's no funds to tell artists that no, um, you can't do this full the time, then creativity doesn't grow. And i city. right? So a lot of artists not seeing the opportunities and not being connected to the right people. They stop painting. That happened happened to me when I was in the corporate world. They stopped painting and then a city loses its culture and a city loses its art and community. And there is a thriving art community here. It's just it's just about building those bridges to the right people. Yeah.
2: My question sort of a follow-up to this. Yeah. You mentioned that your team gets training in like accounting and HR and things like that. So is it so that they can earn a livelihood? Like what do these skills exactly provide yeah. to them? So it's kind
1: of, it's a lot of, it's mindset training as well as um, soft skills training and of course business skills training. So, you know, our creatives go through a lot of self-doubt. There's a lot of um, negativity and self-doubt that you have to tackle in order to get ahead. So first I want to build that, um, that, to build positivity and um, optimism and hope and then tell them to think of themselves as as entrepreneurs because in the end you are mm-hmm. an artist is an entrepreneur a creative is an entrepreneur a freelancer is an entrepreneur. so if you don't if you don't see yourself as that and i this is something i need for myself actually um you need to you need to develop those skills to but you need to know marketing you need to know how to go out and do sales you need you need to know all those things so it is yeah
2: it's training them to be able to make it. My question is, yes. I'm an art therapist, yeah. and I want to contribute myself to your this group. Anybody wow. can learn art from me. Oh, wow. amazing! Just in your like this kind of thing and all this things. Thank you, thank, thank you, dear. My name is and I'm an art therapist for disabled children. Fantastic! I teach two fifty children in a
0: month time in Rashid
2: Center for disabled children. And I think anybody can paint, and anybody can draw, because uh, God has given everybody some talent. So the creativity is about to express yourself. And I just can um, help them to bear the start, because everybody needs a starting point. Yeah. Just a starting point, and then they are keep moving, keep moving. Thank you so much. So I'm ready for that. Thank you. Yes. a question. So
0: we're, we're talking artistic communities, yeah. but generally there there could be folks here who are, who are thinking, how do I engage the community in general? Yeah. If you were to offer that advice based yeah. on your experience, where do we start? What's what's that first step?
1: Like you find out what you love to do. You find out what what what's your hobby? What how do you like spending your spare time? And like how I pointed out earlier, there's so many avenues. You know, there's local avenues, there's global avenues. Go on Facebook events, go on uh, meetup.com, find your tribe. You know, go to a park, find people who do yoga, find urban sketches, find what you love doing. And there's really Google, Google Facebook meetup. Yeah, Yeah. just find, like today, for example, Oh had a little icebreaker and we were asked to split ourselves up into um, groups who liked reading and who liked movies, who liked certain desserts who liked um, being on stage or who liked uh, listening, those those are little groups that were formed. Like we can, I, know, I now know who loves reading. I love reading. I can now form a little book club if I wanted to and it's just through that tiny icebreaker. Right it's really like, What I've realized from my journey is creating a community, is really, it sounds kind of inspiring and motivational, but it's really just talking to somebody and connecting to people.